Welcome to this KC Connect podcast brought to you by IBEX Employer Relations Team. Across this series of short episodes, we will provide insight and expertise on some of the most common challenges for our members and discuss the case law shaping the employer relations landscape. My name is Eve McFadden. I'm a senior employment law solicitor in IBEC, and I'm joined today by my colleague, Pauline O'Hare, who is a senior employment law manager. For the next 10 minutes or so, we will discuss the upcoming entitlement to domestic violence leave, which is due to come into force later this month. So, Pauline, let's start with the basics. What is this new entitlement to domestic violence leave? Thank you, Aoife. So the entitlement to domestic violence leave is set out in the Work-Life Balance and Miscellaneous Provisions Act. So although the Act was signed into law earlier this year, domestic violence leave didn't actually commence at that time. But we now know that this entitlement to five days paid leave in actually any period of 12 consecutive months will commence from the 27th of November. So the entitlement to paid leave extends to an employee where the employee or a relevant person has experienced in the past or is currently experiencing domestic violence. And the Act defines relevant person as a spouse, a civil partner, a cohabitant, a person with whom the employee is in an intimate relationship, a child of the employee or a dependent person. So on that last point then, Pauline, an employee may be entitled to domestic violence leave even if they themselves are not the victim of domestic violence leave. That's exactly it, Aoife. So if, for example, an employee's cohabitant child or other dependent was experiencing domestic violence, the employee may be entitled to domestic violence leave. Okay, so getting back to the Act then, so what's the actual purpose and the objective of the leave? So the purpose of the leave is to enable the employee or, as the case may be, the relevant person to do or to assist the relevant person in doing any of the following. So seek medical attention, obtain services from a victim services organisation, obtain psychological or other professional counselling, relocate whether that's temporarily or permanently, seek advice or assistance from either like a legal practitioner or the guardie, obtain a protection order or seek or obtain any other relevant services. Okay, so in addition to the wide scope, it's also um, a wide degree of discretion given as to how the leave can be used. Yes, there is some discretion, Aoife. So we know that the leave cannot exceed five days within any period of 12 consecutive months. However, within that 12-month period, the five days can be taken in periods of one or more days. And therefore, the Act provides some discretion in in the fragmented manner in which those days can be taken. So what if an employee takes a half day's leave? How should an employer manage this? So this is actually a question, Aoife, that we are hearing from our members. So the Act provides that where an employee takes part of a day as leave, this will count as one day of domestic violence leave. Okay, so thanks, Point. So this is an instance. This means then if an employee took a half day of leave, this would count as one full day of domestic violence leave entitlement. That's exactly it, Aoife. So I know the Work-Life Balance Act did not set the rate of pay which was to apply to domestic violence leave. Can you remind us how the rate is calculated? So the Act itself does not set down the rate of pay, as you said, but the Act does allow the Minister to make regulations prescribing the rate of pay and the number of matters which the Minister must take into account in deciding what that rate will be. So we've yet to see those regulations as of today's date, setting out what that rate of pay will be. But the Minister has confirmed that he intends to provide for full pay um, for domestic violence leave. However, we'd expect those regulations will be published in in advance of the 27th of November. 
And how about notice? Does the Act set out what notice an employee must provide before availing domestic violence leave? Yes, so the Act does not require the employee to give prior or advance notice of availing of the leave. It provides that he or she must give notice as soon as reasonably practicable after taking the leave, of having taken the leave and of the dates on which the leave was taken. So obviously there'll be circumstances in which an employee may be able to provide advance notice. However, of course, there'll be situations where that's just simply not possible. So the Act does not require advance notice of an intention to take the leave. And how about uh, what employees are entitled? Is it open to all employees or is there any minimum service requirement? No, there's no minimum service requirement to avail of this leave. So an employee who meets the requirements of the Act will be entitled to domestic violence leave regardless of their service with the employer. And is there a requirement for uh, an employer to maintain a record of the domestic violence leave taken by employees? Yes, there is, Aoife. Employers are obliged to maintain a record of domestic violence leave taken by his or her employees, recording the period of employment of the employees and the date on which each employee was on domestic violence leave. And just for members to note that those records are to be retained for a period of three years. Okay. Um, And then another question. When announcing this new leave, the Minister promised guidance for employers on how they should manage uh, the leave and the obligations surrounding it. Have we seen this guidance yet? Yes, we have. So Women's Aid were tasked with preparing guidance for employers and they have now published various support materials and services for employers on a new website, which is actually run in conjunction with the Department of Children. And that's at www.dvatwork.ie. And before those guidelines were prepared, IBEC actually engaged comprehensively with women's aid and we really emphasise those areas where employers needed real guidance and support to ensure that they were best placed to address domestic violence in the workplace, particularly in light of the prevalence of remote working in recent years. And the materials on this website include a policy template relating to workplace supports for employees affected by domestic violence and abuse and a detailed guidance document. Okay, so IBEC will be organising a more detailed webinar on this topic for members, but can you give us a flavour of what's contained within this guidance? Yes, so one of the main elements of the guidance is this recommendation that employers appoint a designated person within the company who will have a primary role in responding to disclosures of domestic violence and abuse. And of course, this designated person should receive appropriate training on responding to disclosures, the provisions of the workplace policy and their limits in providing support. And the guidance also includes guidance on responding to disclosures and emphasises this need to maintain confidentiality, which is really important with regards to disclosures when made. Thanks, Pauline. Is there anything else of particular note in the guidance? So the guidance EFA provides practical guidance for employers in dealing with domestic violence within the workplace and really at the core of the guidance, whether that is in terms of making disclosures or indeed retaining records, is the importance of confidentiality, as we just mentioned there. And Women's Aid highlight the importance of, amongst other things, the, the need of clear, comprehensive policies and procedures to ultimately support a workplace culture in which employees feel safe to seek support in the first instance. And the materials provide guidance for employers around external support services and practical measures to be taken by employers when addressing domestic violence. 
And what further supports might IBEC be giving uh, to members on domestic violence leave? So IBEC will be organising a webinar for members which will provide more detailed guidance and discussion around domestic violence leave. And members will be notified of this webinar soon. We will also be producing an FAQ document on domestic violence leave. And of course, our Knowledge Centre, EOR Advisors and Employment Law Services team are also available to support members with their queries on domestic violence leave. Thank you, Pauline. That concludes this episode. and Thank you for listening. For more content like this, be sure to explore the audio hub at ibec.ie forward slash podcasts. 